Welcome, affiliated listeners, to another episode of the Affiliated Podcast, and we have a very exciting conversation for anyone that might be interested in making a lot of money on Facebook, which I think I've heard of some of those people before, but we're going to be talking with one of our diamond affiliates in the Facebook space, Thomas Owens, Giddings, one of the two, <laughs> doesn't matter, Thomas's first name, but before we go into introduce you guys to Thomas, a delightful client of ours and great person, I'm going to bring you another Thomas, my co-host. How are you doing today? I'm great. I only have one last name. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Out, I realize yeah. this might get confusing at times. So I'm gonna call <laughs> one think, of Thomas? you. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're gonna call. What should we do? Um, we'll do McChapo for this interview sure. for Thomas. Yeah, so yeah. you're McChapo for today. Oh, I got <laughs> like this, uh, the forums thing this last weekend. Mm-hmm. I got Kirkland, Seth Rogan, which I like. Kirkland, yeah. Seth Rogan. Yeah. <laughs> nice. That is good. That yeah. is really good. The Kirkland brand. <laughs> 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 Sorry. I don't know why the burn on that was slow for me, no. but I really pieced together and enjoying it far too much. Good. So, um, well, Thomas isn't laughing as much. Um, so at McChapo, uh, but but really happy to have you here today. So and and obviously quite a long flight. It was what twenty hours. Well, today? yeah, all in all, yeah, it was a long, long day of travel. Yeah, to get yeah, out. yeah. Ten hour flight from London to Seattle, but yeah. all uh, in between. And when he landed here, his first impression of Boise was me. So obviously, yeah. sorry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and a dry air. Yeah, the dry air. <laughs> yes. dry air. Yeah. So um, we're really excited to have you today. So before you kind of jump in and um, specifically talking about some of the things that you've seen change in Facebook and what you're doing today and sharing people some really great things they could learn to improve their business, um, I think you kind of have an interesting story. And it's not like you've been an affiliate marketer, at least in the direct response space, for, for decades or anything like that. Um, but you do obviously have some experience in, in, in media buying. So why don't you walk us through kind of how you found yourself in this ClickBank direct response world? Absolutely, yeah. So it all started, I want to say, 2010, 2011, when I was working a job, and it was a bit of a stressful job. It was working with young people with behavioral difficulties. Mm. So it was like sort of like the last step before juvenile centers right detention centers sounds like a tough job man it sounds pretty stressful yeah yeah it was uh it was pretty stressful yeah to say the least and then on the side a few years into it i was you know i didn't hate it at the time it was all right it was uh you know i was a young lad myself and full of testosterone and these Young lads were wanting to <laughs> spit and fire. You're ready to go. You're, yeah. like, you're like, I may yeah. not be an MMA fighter, but this yeah. is close. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah that's it. Um, so, yeah, it wasn't like I was hating it at the point, but then um, I had a, an injury. I suffered a collapsed lung. And um, it was How? Actually, so I'd, I'd played rugby, um, uh, and obviously, yeah, there's, you know, quite big hits. It didn't happen yeah. at the time, but it sort of set up my rib to, yeah, so... Anyway, at the, uh, shortly after playing a game of rugby, I had a collapsed lung. It sort of felt like Mike Tyson had just blasted me in the rib cage. Um, I'm just no breath. I didn't know what it was, and I was at work as well. And um, oh, so I, because I was, uh, you know, a typical lad, I was like, "Am I? Right. I'll, uh, I'll, it'll wear off, and it'll." So this get happened, better. and you're just going on about your day like something. Yeah, wrong. yeah. I was like, <laughs> the, the only comfortable p- position was if I was like this. So literally, I was spending the whole day like that. And I was like, look, there's something wrong. And then um, my boss was like, oh, it's just indigestion. You've ate your bacon, you've ate your bacon butty too fast. <laughs> too fast. Yeah. Too fast, yeah. yeah. So, um, it's so funny because I yeah, literally was thinking. air capacity. Yeah. Yeah. It's just some indigestion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, it's some weird food. <laughs> so I was down the shop getting Rennie's or Gaviscon or whatever. Mm. I don't know what the equivalent here is. But um, yeah, it didn't subside anyway. So I went home. 
and my missus was like, ah, oh, it's just trapped wind. You, you're all right, put your feet up. I was like, <laughs> no, no one believes you. Need more <laughs> you need, more you need new people in your life, yeah. Thomas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I obviously cry wolf too much. But, um, anyway, so like the next, like I'd gone through the night, barely slept. And the next day I was like, um, my missus' mum is a nurse. And she was like, look, you probably need to go to the doctor's. So I went to the doctors and he was like, you need to go to hospital like now. He'd like listen to my breathing. He's like, I can't hear you. Your lungs aren't working. I can't hear your lungs. You're not taking any breath in. So went to the hospital straight away and went in and they, they did x-rays and stuff. And I had like my right side lung was like a little tiny ball in, in my chest cavity. You, you literally just popped it? and <laughs> it like, just got, oh It was just gosh. a balloon, like a deflated balloon. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Holy yeah. cow. So he's like, you ate that bacon a better way to I Yeah, so um anyway, I did this surgery and I had like this, I don't can't remember what it's like a handbag or something they call it. It's basically this shove like these tubes through your rib cage, like a vacuum mm -hmm. to suck the air to then, you know, promote mm -hmm. the, the lung reinflating. So I had that and I had to stay in hospital for like 10 days. And whilst in there, I was on this respiratory ward with other people that had suffered from various things, people who were at the end of the line, you know, other people who'd been inv involved in car accidents and, you know, affected the lungs. And there was a couple of people that had died in there. They, you know, they were older but and at the end of the line, but, like, surrounded by the family, the kids, the grandkids. And I was like, man, I don't want to end up like most people. Like, I'm assuming that, you know, probably they had a job, they'd worked most of their life, they got to the you know, retirement age, which keeps on getting further and further. Um, so yeah, I was like, that, I sort of like that, that was the, the reality check. I didn't have kids at the time, but it was like the reality check that I don't want a job until I'm 65, 70, and then enjoy my life for five, 10 years before I go. Um, so yeah, I took to Google and tapped in the, the magic words, make money or like so along those lines. And yeah, it just led me down so many rabbit holes. I think I started with Empower Network. <laughs> that was the first, the oh, first thing. And then there was a, you know, something else after that. And then something that was like shiny objects left, right and center. I was waxing my, um, my wage on just all these different things, hoping that one of them was going to help me get out of the hole. And so, so then going back to the job, I'd suffered this and, and I'd obviously recovered. But I had, there was just something missing in my head then. I was like very, very easily stressed, very mm. easy to, um, you know, reactive and, you know, started to get depressed and like to the point when I was traveling into work and I was just thinking like just taking the road off the, uh, the car off the road just so I didn't just that. So that was the excuse. I don't have to go to work. So I wrapped oh, the car instead. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was to the point where I needed to get out and yeah, started running Facebook ads. So after trying a ton of different shiny objects. Facebook ads uh, on a local lead gen level. And then started realizing that I actually quite like it. I like reading the data, I like optimizing the campaigns and um, started my own agency. And yeah, it just went from there. I started working with like specializing in like home services. So roofers, windows, solar. You're selling leads to different. Yeah, yeah. so selling mm -hmm. leads. Yeah, yeah. So all in the US, none in the UK, uh, because UK is always a little bit further behind. They're still a bit, mm, I don't want to buy leads. You know what oh, I mean? Okay. It's all word of mouth. They're still a little bit old school. Um, so then, yeah, I, I just was doing that and it just progressed. And, and then I'd realized I quit my job, which was my first, you know, major goal that I wanted to quit my job. So I quit my job, but then I quickly realized that I'd quit my job for like 
another job where I had 30 employees, I had 30 or 30 employers, I had 30 oh, so clients. You went agency like, route, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> rookie oh mistake. Thomas, rookie <laughs> mistake. <laughs> take me back to the kids' home. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I was quickly, and then I was like, man, I'm like, I can't do this either. And then I was like, so I'm running these offers, and it's like a roofing lead gen offer, and I have to do it in like a 30 mile radius of where this guy's situated, this company's situated. And then I, this just this random affiliate manager from Click Dealer. Oh yeah. Just reached out to one of the Facebook pages we were running ads from. I was like, look, I can beat your payout. And I was like, what are you on about? You can beat the payout. And he's like, I can pay you more than what you're getting paid. I was like, okay. Anyway, we started talking and signed up. And then, yeah, started running ads through Click Dealer. Basically the same ads that we were running for the agency. Same lead gen stuff, yeah. Exactly mm -hmm. the same, but like on a national scale. Yeah. So then it's like, oh shit. So now we've gone from like, <laughs> spending like uh, 50 to 100 dollars per client to spending you know as much as we can you know we had a quite a big cap but then it, it you know the quality issues came in to check because it was lead gen and then mm -hmm. you know cap did come into like oh you you know there's another 10 affiliates running this and they're only buying a thousand leads per day so i was like oh man this is we'd we'd hit a ceiling i think we yeah. were doing like 20 30k a day and we'd hit a ceiling and then and i was like oh, there's got to be easier ways to scale and I knew about ClickBank before. I'd never really delved into it. And then literally, probably a week or two weeks before like the international lockdown for COVID in March 2020, I was like, I'm gonna go to ClickBank. And I started testing a couple of offers. I think I was in the baby, you know, I started with that baby sleep or something oh, like yeah, that. Yeah. I can't remember what it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sleep for baby, right? Yeah, I can't like remember that, yeah. exactly what it was, but it was something along those lines and making sales, but not profitable. And then I was like, because I, I didn't want to go into the Nutra space or the weight loss because like, I'm going to lose all my ad accounts. And then I was like, nah, the lockdowns came around. I was like, I'm going to launch research. It was mm. just as research, maybe research was like a few weeks old. And it just took off. Everyone was at home on the phones, no gyms open. And then, yeah, it just went crazy. And obviously I was at low scale there. You know, I was fresh to it. I think I started with $5,000 as a float. And then um, that to tied me over. And then I was just reinvesting everything I made. I was just reinvesting into um, back into the campaign. And it did really well. And it ran for a couple of months. And then, you know, it started to fatigue a little bit. And then we jumped onto another offer and, you know, so forth, so forth. And then, yeah, we end up where we are today. That's awesome. That's awesome. I, I love, I think one of the things I love about the journey is when I, I can't tell, and there's lots of listeners here that think that it's one thing. And sometimes we get people to get, the journey you're talking about gets compressed for them. Like their first attempt was the one that made them all the money, right? Mm -hmm. They go like, oh, I did that right away. Um, but more often than not, and I think the people that sustain over a long period of time are exactly what you did. It's a grind, man. Mm. You have to grind. You've got that grit, right? Different ways. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and, and keep working because for you, the motivation was kind of life or death, right? Yeah, yeah. You were faced with something. You're like, I can't, this cannot be my life. And so I have to be able to change it. And mm. so that that's what you went off and did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it's uh, you know it's been the best thing that I've done by you know by far. And there's been a lot of things that you know a lot of failures along the road. It's not been like you say, just a, a, a one hit wonder or like straight off the bat, pure fluke. There's been a lot of grinding, a lot of offers that <laughs> just did terrible, you know. And to the point where, and and to be fair, there's a lot of offers that started off terrible, but like with a little bit more, you know, understanding the offer oh, sure. to make yeah. it work. Yeah. So with the right now you're a diamond affiliate right you're out here for diamond summit like are you mostly are you, are you a blend of different niches are you mostly in one niche or the other like what's kind of like your scope now when you look at run what you're running so like vertical wise 
pretty much all in on health. We've got a few other campaigns, lead gen stuff and other things outside of um, the health vertical, but yeah, mainly health. And then, you know, down to sub niche, men's health has been massive for us the last six okay. months. You know, we've ran, you know, probably for the, for the, so it's been three years of doing this now. So 2020, March, 2020 through to now. Um, and I was curious, like with the, are you, have you had an issue with the Facebook accounts going down or staying up or like, yeah, I think it's again, part and parcel of it. I think as a Facebook ad buyer, it doesn't matter even, you know, it doesn't matter what you're running. I mean, obviously there's, it's a little bit more risky running health stuff, but mm -hmm. you know, I've had ad accounts go down for running a, a white hat roofing lead gen offer and you know, so, I mean, there's ways to sort of minimize the risk. That, that we use, so using quizzes, but on a, a multi-page setup instead of, you know, a one page. So you've got the bridge page that instead of just doing Yeah, so like we, we could have a normal, yeah. like some mm -hmm. people running like through ClickFunnels, they'll have like a four question quiz, but it's still on the same URL, right? Mm -hmm. it, the, all the questions are on the same URL, it's the quiz is embedded into the page, and then it goes to the offer after that. But we'll run it to, um, quiz, you know, question one's on page one, oh. question two on page two. Yeah. So then there's so you like that, that barrier between oh, yeah. pre-sales. So, so then it's like five yeah. pages deep into the funnel before so you even see the gotcha. offer. Yeah. And so then, then any like review bots, spy tools, et cetera, et cetera, anything that's like scraping redirects on the, on the landing page, it's so just going to see the second landing page. You know what I mean? Sure. It's just going to see question two. So, yeah. That's smart. That's mm. really interesting. So, well, that transitions perfectly into talking about things that, you know, you're, you're kind of seeing working in the health space for you now. Where are some of the, the um, the tactics, especially considering a lot of people really struggled with Facebook and even left Facebook after mm. the iOS yeah. Armageddon. But um, you know, before we were talking, you're saying it actually is you know that was bad for a little bit, but things have really recovered for you nicely. Yeah, yeah. So the iOS obviously you know it affects it affects your data inside Facebook for sure, and obviously there's cons to that in the fact that you know we do a lot of manual bidding. So for us to make manual bidding effective within the ads dashboard, we need to have Facebook seeing the data because if they're missing like 50% of the data, then they think our CPA is twice as much as what it actually is, right? Because half of the data is missing. So then our manual bid, if we're bidding on, you know, what we're actually getting sales for, $50 or whatever, Facebook seeing it as $100, so it throttles our traffic because we're not bidding high enough, right? So that, that's probably the biggest aspect of it, but obviously there's, there's ways to get around that. To, to help with manual bidding and, you know, whether it be bid cap or cost cap, you can sort of throttle your bid, but increase your budget, which obviously Facebook's going to try and spend as much as they can if you've got a bigger budget, but you've got a lower, you know, bid cap, say, so you're sort of throttling it. You can make use of accelerated delivery, which is a little tick box that you <laughs> tick at the, at the bottom to really try and help. Yeah, that's a newer thing, right? That's, yeah, that's, last, last year or so, yeah. It's only, it's, I think it's only there for physical products, right? You no, can, so we use it for our, for our neutral stuff. So the accelerated delivery has mm -hmm. probably been the, the, the best campaign. It hasn't been one that we've been running recently as much, but like la the, all of last year, we really scaled hard by using a method called sneak attack, which it, you know, it's from, <laughs> yeah, it's just one of the- I'm intrigued. The weird, yeah. <laughs> it really snuck up on me, yeah, yeah, yeah. which makes me think it's an effective all strategy. These, and it's not my strategy, by the way. It's uh, from- uh, Tim Bird, and again, strategy, oh, yeah. and it's, there's a little bit of a, it's a bit cliche, shall we say. It's just a, basically a way of setting up your ads. It's not really a strategy, but all, basically what it is, is, you know, once you've got some data in your ad account, you can start manual bidding to really try and help scale, right? To, mm -hmm. to get as many sales as you can for as low a CPA as you can. And um, 
a way of doing that with this method is to have a, a big budget. So you, let's say if you want to spend $1,000 a day, you'd increase your budget to $10,000 a day, have a manual bid of a bid cap of, you know, a really low bid cap, nowhere near what you, you actually get in C, your CPA is. If your CPA yeah. is $100, like you'd set your bid cap to $50, but tick accelerated delivery, meaning telling Facebook to spend your, your budget as soon as you can. But because you're oh, okay. using bid yeah. cap, which is saying, I don't want to pay any more than this amount for my CPA, and, and you know, you've got a big budget, Facebook usually spends like 10, 20% of what your budget is with that really low bid cap, because that's throttling it, right? Mm -hmm. And that, you know, like we scaled Exipure to, you know, 100K a day with that. We scaled with that one strategy, just one massive campaign, lifetime budget, day parting with this sneak attack, with this accelerated okay. delivery. Because it. it's, it's taking the accelerated benefits and then allowing yourself, uh, like you said, a throttle in it. Mm. So it doesn't get out of control if it goes bad. But yeah. then you could let it, you could open it up when things are sure. good. Yeah, yeah. Right? So like in the, in, yeah. the, in the good, when it's working, like on a, if it's like one day, it's just absolutely slaying it. And it's within this like three hour window, you notice there's a three hour window where it kills it. And you'd increase your bid because you can allow mm -hmm. it to, because you've got the data to tell you, well, it's going to work. Yeah. And then obviously if it goes, you know, pear shaped, you could throttle it back or whatever right but yeah yeah i think it's it's one of my again i haven't used it as much recently just because we're getting so much success out of um just lowest cost at the moment mm -hmm. but like when we really want to scale aggressively when we found an offer that's looking like it's you know can can take the scale that's one of my go-to's for sure but again it, you know it's probably one that you'd need to really be <laughs> if you got setting a 10k a day budget or a 100k a day budget or whatever it is you definitely need to make sure you're, you're keeping an eye on it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's not a, that's not the crockpot strategy. <laughs> Set it, forget it. I'm gonna no. go to bed now. Let's well, see what happens. Just provide some context. Is we saw a media buyer scale really big. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, whoa. <laughs> like, this was big. And I think they must have done that wrong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> In retrospect, yeah. I think that yeah. must have. Yeah, one day of like, wow, yeah. six figure revenue. Yeah. And then you're like, they haven't spent anything for a month. Toss this spit water everywhere. That's yeah. how good that was. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. We've we've seen that more than yeah. that. So um but still at the same time, like that's really interesting. I always like strategies where you're using it's almost like you're using facebook's tools and mm. they might not have realized that could be done um is always tends to be really effective you just got to be careful so yeah and and to, to add on to that because obviously that's just you know just putting it out there there's there's other parts to it but like anyone who's running any type of ad um to a, like an offer they, they need to to see the data right and you can't rely on facebook anymore so like a click tracker is like beyond essential. Mm -hmm. Like if you're planning on running any type of traffic, then like you wouldn't be able to run that type of setup just using Facebook data right. because so you, you don't know which yeah. ads are sending. Say like Facebook can tell you one ad's getting the sales when it's another ad, right? And so yeah, a click tracker of some sort. And you mean like a volume or a red track? Volume, like red track, yeah. binum. Yeah, there's a there's a good few out okay. there, and I think there's a, you know there's another one out there every week now, a new one. So yeah. so in with the Facebook data, like. Um, just, just for people who might not know, when you look at like, because pre iOS it was a little bit easier to trust, but mm. definitely post, not at all. Like, what, what changed or why is that? It's where it's so unreliable. Um, the iOS obviously with the, you know, the update not allowing or like giving them the option to opt out of of having the the data mm -hmm. tracked with yeah. the the cookie tracking, right? Yeah. So, so like, there's obviously the the K C A C A P I or whatever it is, Cappy or whatever yeah, you want to call yep. it. And to be fair, the ClickBank tracking, the integrated ClickBank tracking, is probably the best post iOS tracking that <laughs> I I think it is. Yeah, like I I use. So 
Yeah, Grab yeah. that, Murphy. Yeah. Grab it real fast. <laughs> yeah. Can you say that one more time? <laughs> look right there. Yeah, but it is because, like, I, I still like it. Is obviously it's not one hundred percent accurate, but it's probably only slightly less accurate than what it was, be, you know, pre iOS, right? Um, now, obviously, if you were to run just iOS only, then that might be different. But we we don't usually. We usually run to. to you know, automatic placement. So mm. that's why I keep an Android so I can just make sure that everyone's going to yeah. stay for me. To keep, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm shaking go. my head like I wasn't an Android user like, just like five minutes ago. Android. No, that, that's, that's super, that's great tactic. That's really, I like that. I don't even know where to go with it now. I'm just so excited. And <laughs> that, that. So I'm um, not such really, so that's but, really amazing. You have a question. I do have a question. Like for someone, let's say like a beginner to intermediate media buyer, like what's your approach to increasing ad spend? Uh, I think like you can't go wrong. Like obviously, I mean, there's a whole process to it. From obviously the testing phase, you know, needs to be tight. I think so. Like for for example, what we're doing again, you know, nothing new and nothing like that's been created. We obviously are, add our own flavor to things, but it's always taken from someone else or you know, some what someone else is doing, and we model that and we take what what we think could work in our stuff and add stuff to it. But like our testing process at the moment. Um, usually evolves around a new offer coming out. We'll get it, like either Evelina or someone will, will reach out. One of the vendors will reach out and say, look, there's a new new offer coming out. So we'll then ask for the script. So I'll give you, just give you it from A to A to Z because it's easier than just going landing in the middle. But <laughs> they get the script and, and ask for the big idea and then we can craft our angles and hooks for the ads. And we'll usually create like three hooks or three angles, if you will, three different um, ad styles. And we'll have creative made for them, usually video ads, like a script written, like our own script, maybe between 30 to 60 second script. Okay. Um, and then we'll either use UGC actors or have like um, sort of, you know, royalty free footage. Yeah, are you using like backstage or something for the UGC backstage stuff? Backstage yeah. for the okay. UGC stuff, yeah. Um, and then obviously we'll have our stuff and then we're ready to go. So, and you know, an offer we can usually tell within usually within the first day whether it's going to look good but we'll usually give it a thousand dollars to two thousand dollars of testing budget and we'll do this you know three to five offers a week if we can and so we've got you know we know where we are and usually we see 25 percent of them go to the next stage right? is that a thousand dollars a day you're testing or is no like so so other, that could be yeah. i mean it depends how fast you want the data if, sure. it, if it's yeah. aggressive and and like we're wanting to test and there's other offers coming out and we're queuing up then yeah, we might test it a little bit faster, but usually we're looking for like seven days because we okay. want to try and get the weekend. Like mm -hmm. an offer that you test on Tuesday might be totally different on Saturday. Yeah, so a bit of breadth. Yeah, we want to try and spend it. So like a thousand to two thousand dollars would be like a couple hundred dollars a day over. And, and again, like it doesn't have to be that. You could start testing with like twenty five dollars yeah. a day, right? It doesn't like you know like it's just you know. You're looking whatever. for key yeah. numbers that tell you indicators that say this yeah. has life. And do right? you, yeah, I'm just curious for you. Do you need like a hundred percent ROI on that, or do you need like just a sign of life? Like it's like okay, I just yeah, yeah. like it, in the testing phase, like we could be slightly negative. Like sure. if, if the sales there, that like we might have got the usually when we drill down into the data, we'll find pockets of profit. So like it could be that ad with that headline with this lander. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. it, if you wanted to go that deep, you, you, so there's a pocket of profit there, which we might then sort of like try and intensify and, and try and push more traffic to that path. Um, but yeah, way, that's a tagline you should definitely take: a pocket of profit. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> the path to a pocket of profit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Well, let's yeah. keep saying that real fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, we'll, there's usually something along those lines, right? And then. 
we'll be able to see the conversion rate of the offer, what the EPCs look like. And that'll give us an indicator as to whether we think we can, you know, maybe we've got the messaging of the ad a little bit wrong. So like if, if it's break even slightly negative, it might need a little bit more money spent on it for us to get a, an idea, or we might need to redo some of the ads. If it's, you know, completely negative, no sales or, or terrible conversion rate, then it might just get dropped and we move on to gotcha. the next offer, yeah. Which is why you're doing yeah. kind of that four to four to five. Yeah, because we yeah. know not every offer's got, and a lot of these offers are brand new, right? Yeah. So like, and some are tested internally through lists and, mm -hmm. you know, so. For those Others are not. Others <laughs> are not. <laughs> yeah, for those new offers you're testing, do you, is there like a gut check that, that they have to pass before you test? Like, what are you looking for with a new offer that doesn't have a ton of data on it? Yeah, I mean, usually it's from someone that we've already got a relationship sure. with. Yeah. So so that, that's usually what it is. So someone that we, we know they put out good offers, that, you know, it's converted for us in the past, their previous offers. I mean, that's usually what we do. To, to take an offer that we have no data on the, you know, the person, the vendor, you know, we'd probably want to see a little bit more statistical yeah, data before we start sense. pushing yep. it. Yeah, yep. It's not what you know, it's who you know. Right? Mm. Well, especially <laughs> when you know you're going to be committing one to $2,000 on that. Yeah, so, yeah. And, and the time into, because it's yep. like a three to five day turnaround to yep. get copy, to get UGC, to get, you know, yep. all the all the assets that go so, with pushing the ad. What, like, what's your team like now? I mean, this doesn't sound like a you operation, no. right? Yeah. No, so, but it's still, you know, relatively small. So there's, mm -hmm. um, you know, a couple of VAs that take care of, you know, landers and okay. there's, there's a copywriter who spits out copy all day and, you know, multiple offers a week. And then video guys uh, and a media buyer and, and then me running media. So two media buyers. So we're, you know, we're pretty light, but I like, that's what I like to do. I like to run the campaign. So I do need to take myself out of it more and <laughs> start growing the business rather than looking at data. But yeah, I do like it. I mean, do we love, right? Yeah, yeah that's it. Yeah. Well, here's like, what, what, like, what would you be replacing where you'd grow the business more? I think, yeah. you know, more this type of stuff getting out and a relationship oh, sure. building. Yeah. Because yep. again, like one thing that we want to really push into is exclusive, off is exclusive offers. And, mm -hmm. and that's not going to come by just, you know, sitting around waiting for it. You're going to have to build a relationship first. To where you've got yeah. the solo, all the traffic for Facebook or something. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We get exclusive, I mean, not exclusive rights, but like, because what's happening at the minute is there's a lot of, you know, copying and mm -hmm. as we know, and part and parcel of the industry, but you know, it can really wreck a campaign. That's a frustrating part of the industry. Oh, right? Massive. Yeah. We had a, yeah. a big campaign in February that was doing decent numbers and there was several other affiliates that ripped us, you know, verbatim. And then within days, that campaign is no longer, right? It's right. just crashed to the floor. So, yeah. Especially if they're not holding the same standards, they could end up, you know, getting Facebook's attention. The algorithm's mm. like, no, this sucks. I That's don't want it. it. And so yeah. they're just wrecking, you know, your hard work. So that's always got to be real frustrating. So with exclusives, like what does that look like for you when you're doing an exclusive offer with somebody? So usually what we'll do is um, do like sort of like a, a mini test, commit to X amount of budget over a certain time period. Uh, and again, that's more for us to, to test the offer and see if this is going to work and something that we can, you know, take forward. So it might be a couple of weeks, it might be a month for us to really give it a good go. Mm -hmm. um, again, it would go through the initial testing phase first, so that, that we run offers through. Um, and then ideally we wanna, because we're also aware that a vendor is gonna want as many sales as they can mm -hmm. to that offer. Right, because their hesitation, I imagine, will be like, well, if I give you exclusive and you don't scale. There's no one else. Yeah, so, exactly, yeah. Like yeah. Or you, you get distracted yeah. and, and jump off, mm -hmm. which always happens. But yeah, so there's gotta be like trust from both sides. There's gotta be a commitment and an agreement, obviously. So usually it'd be more like a, a time agreement. We'll run this for three months and, and see how we go. And then, you know, if there's good scale being met, 
and you know the because it's easier for the the vendor as well if they're only working with yeah. one affiliate yeah 100 mm -hmm. you know although there might be less sales but they also don't have 10 other affiliates it's almost, a per, it's almost like a for-profit agency right it's yeah like, exactly yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. It, yeah and you think Let's, like you could customize things that you could get more optimization right. you could get testing it's really exclusive when the partnerships right could work out better for both sides yeah yeah, it's uh, yeah. There's a lot more input from from us to them, and, and vice versa, right? For us to be, so would we be able to split test this headline on, on the VSL or whatever? Yeah, mm. no, it's really. Are you ever are you held to like we're gonna hit X many sales to keep that exclusive, or like is there? Is um, that I mean, so, like, some yeah. have like to, yeah. to meet revenue goals, so it might be like we need like two hundred k a week, or, mm -hmm. or do you know what I mean for, for it to make sense? Um, some are quite happy because again, it might be a new offer for them sure. and, and it's good testing for them to optimize and, and all that good stuff as well. That makes sense. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, real fast, you'd mentioned that you have some media buyers on the team. We actually talked about this before that you've, mm. you know, with a lot of what you've done and what you've learned, um, it seems like you've kind of grown affinity for teaching others. So like, have you done a lot of that? Like outside of just your internal team media buying is maybe helping other media buyers or growing and teaching some of the things that you know? Yeah, we. I mean, I've launched uh, an info product before, which it's not really being managed at the moment. But yeah, I mean, it, there is definitely something in me that I do want to teach. And whether that's through a product or not, I don't know. But um, yeah, definitely, you know, I take enjoyment out of helping other people for sure. Yeah. Mm. So, I mean, how, like, what kind of people do you like to help? What's the target group of individuals you like to talk to when you talk about media buying and helping them out? Um, I mean, for, as a basis, I guess anyone that's willing to learn. Do you know what I mean? Willing mm -hmm. to learn, they've got the, the fire, not like just wanting to dip the toe in, but wanting to like jump in head first type of thing. Um, and always for me, someone, yeah, just, I mean, I guess similar sort of background, just been, you know, irritated with a job or whatever, <laughs> looking for ways of making money, et cetera, et cetera, you know, and, and wanting to, to really get involved in this, for sure. So no ClickBank employees, because <laughs> no one would ever be irritated with their job. Let's <laughs> <That's> put that in. <laughs> no, that's really, that's really interesting. And well, I know, um, and I'll even tell you this, you mentioned before that you're actually looking to maybe even connect with some people that might want to talk Yeah, to, absolutely, right? yeah. So like, obviously, you know, always looking to scale, always looking to, to run more offers, et cetera, et cetera. So we're always looking for media buyers, always yeah. looking. Yeah, so, so uh, I mean, just kind of curious. So if I'm an aspiring media buyer or it's just something I want to jump into, you mentioned I hate my job and I'd like to not mm. work it anymore. Um, how would, like, one, like, how would you want somebody to reach out to you and what would be kind of the profile that would say that, hey, maybe we should talk more That's if you'd help somebody question. out like that? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, Facebook, probably. Uh, it's probably where I'm most active. It would be Thomas G. Owen. On Facebook, the G. Yeah, yeah. So I, so my actual name, that's my Owen is my middle name. But I, oh. when I again, it's a, a long story. But there was uh, past employers that didn't like people looking for other ways of making money. <laughs> so yeah, it was uh, covert. That's good to know. It's good to know about your crimes of the past. <laughs> yeah. Thomas, this is important. So, um, well, hey, I know uh, we're actually sorry, we're getting short on our time, okay. but it was an amazing conversation. I feel like we could continue for much longer. But I think one of the things you said that's really, really powerful is the fact that you're open to talking with people. Mm. We actually, there's yeah. a lot of media buyers that have a lot of success, but it's a bit of a, a closed curtain. Mm. They, they don't want to engage. They don't want to create their own competition. But knowing that you have that and you want to share the journey that you went through yep. and the transformation, similar to when you were helping out the disadvantaged youth, you maybe get to do with a different group of people, but still change and make impacts to lives. So um, I'd encourage anyone listening to, you know, I think you shared some great nuggets today, but if you were thinking, I want to have more success or this is something that I want, 
definitely encourage you to find Thomas on Facebook and reach out to him um, and make sure that's, uh, you know, Thomas G Owens and not Thomas, whatever your middle initial <laughs> McMahon is. So, no one wants to follow him on you Facebook. You can find me a happy Stanley. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, with, uh, I'm not before, hiring, before, yeah. before I let you go, I want to say, is there anything else you want to say to the cameras, to the audience, um, just about anything? I, I, will, I will say this because obviously, you know, three years ago, which isn't really that long a time frame, to be fair, you know, I was um, we making money for the ad agency, but like I said, it was a lot of stress, a lot of work. And then coming into the affiliate side, you know, like I said before, and we all said, you know, it's the grind, you got to get through the grit, et cetera. It's not always, you know, sunshine and roses or whatever the saying is, you know, it was, uh, there's peaks and troughs to it, but like the upside is just incredible because to go from look back three years to where I was, and even fast forward 12 months, like the type of money that we were making in the first year was insane. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And now the type of money that we're making is even, even more insane. So yeah, I think anyone that's like, oh, um and an hour and it's definitely worth tasting yeah. this for sure 100%. yeah because because that grind comes with a very sweet treat at the end which is it's large well profits it. and yeah. almost unlimited potential well, well so. pockets of profit now. yeah, yeah. Pockets, <laughs> of profit. pockets of profit yeah. that's a the name of this episode is going to be pockets this is a new podcast for we're claiming right now pockets yeah, of profit. yeah, yeah. Profit. <laughs> that's great we talk about hot pockets for the pockets of profits profits yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh well awesome thomas this is great um really appreciate you coming flying all the way over here not just mm. for this but Glad you took some time out of your day to um, to do it, and hope you enjoy Boise and Sun Valley. And we'll try not to get into too much trouble this week. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it, man. Too I appreciate awesome. you having me. Well, until then, guys, please remember to comment, rate, review, subscribe, all the things you hear you're supposed to do on podcasts and YouTube channels. Um, also, we like to hear your comments, too. Please mention the other things you'd like us to discuss, other people you'd like us to interview, other nicknames for Thomas McMahon as well. <laughs> We'd really like some new ones. He's got plenty, but yeah. a little bit more when it hurts. I got, so. I got Handsome Screech as well. Handsome Screech. <laughs> yeah. Which, That's a complicated yeah, one because complicated I don't know one. how to feel about I know, it. I didn't. I'm still turning it over. My yeah, head. yeah. <laughs> That's interesting because yeah. they're yeah. Lots, lots to unpack there. But um, we'll take handsome screech. Well, so for all these other, be safe and handsome screech. What do we tell the people? Happy scaling. Happy scaling. Yeah. Until next time. Thanks, guys.